0: Spend more time with your favorite franchise personalities like Sam Mays, Jerry Ramsey, Brady Trantham, Madison Morris, Chisholm Holland, and more. The Franchise Podcast Network is free and gets you access to podcasts specifically covering OU football, Thunder basketball, sports betting, and more. Available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search Franchise Podcast Network on your favorite podcast platform or go to thefranchiseok.com. The Franchise Podcast Network, brought to you by New Balance of Edmond. Get fit for life. KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Post Game Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. There you have it, folks. Vengeance was indeed
1: Oklahoma's. A week ago, the Spurs came in to Chesapeake Energy or the Thunder by a score that I cannot remember because numbers are hard for me. I
2: think it was 114 to 106.
1: You know what, Madison? That's dynamite. You, as always, are always on point. Yes, that is the voice of Madison Morris. I am Brady Trantham. Matt Burton back in studio, keeping us alive. This is the Thunder First Take Post Game Show where the Oklahoma City Thunder trounce, destroy,
0: Dominate, annihilate.
1: annihilate. I love that word. Leave no prisoners, or there was no, just nowhere for mercy in this one. <laughs> one thirty-one to one oh three over the San Antonio Spurs. Oh my goodness, the man, Thunder oh damn near scored thirty points in every quarter. Blasted first quarter with the twenty-nine points, but thirty-two points in the second, thirty-seven in the third, thirty-three in the fourth. This was about as dominant a game of a performance that we've seen. From this team, all season, Madison. Oh, my
2: gosh, for sure. No, and it was exactly what they needed to do because, uh, I mean, I kind of said this on the previous post game that we did, Brady, is that this team, everyone's kind of wondering how they're going to do out of all-star break. Well, right now, they are looking real good. They're looking better than they have all season. They're putting together complete games. They're playing to the strength of their abilities, and I think that they're playing really decent basketball right now. They're playing smart They have a lot of agility. They have a lot of dominance. And uh, they're having fun out there. There was plenty of moments there in the second half of this game where they were finally getting to showcase their athleticism because they were up so much and they were comfortable and they knew what they were doing. But they weren't letting up. They weren't allowing the Spurs to kind of come back and creep up on them. They were just putting them to rest. And that's exactly what Notre fans have been wanting this team to do all freaking season. And so it's exciting. This team's so fun now and everyone's enjoying the game of basketball instead of wondering like, oh, you know, this is a good time but uh, when it, when's it going to go south? When when are things going to go sour? And it's not happening. It's really fun.
1: You're just a, a, a spurned lover, Madison. Like, well, it's it's going to get bad at some point, right? It's going to be bad. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Matt Burton. Yes, Matt sir. Matt Burton. Yes, sir. My goodness. Can you remember a better game than this from the Thunder? I mean, no. defensive, I mean defensively, they're going to have their success against the Spurs. Cause, again, I know the Spurs have beaten Oklahoma City twice this year. They've now... Basically just split the series this year mm-hmm. uh, They got the, the Spurs got the first victory in San Antonio To start the year That was about two, three weeks into the season uh, Shortly thereafter, the Thunder had a return trip to San Antonio Where they got that victory And then last week, everybody remembers A disappointing loss Thanks to a very bad offensive uh, output Especially in the first half mm-hmm. They just couldn't hit shots at the rim Disgusting uh, Tonight, a much different story But Matt, I mean It seems like this team is able to do Basically do this about once a month Where they just destroy somebody
3: Yes. No, this this game was uh only close in the second quarter, then after the Thunder went on that what sixteen nothing run or whatever they went on, uh they never looked back. Uh it was fun to watch. It was a great night. Uh Lou Dort played great, didn't miss a shot. Um I I really I can't it would just be complete nitpicking if I said someone had a bad game. Like it, it would right. just be a total like microscope, like under a microscope, looking for something wrong with this game tonight.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right, Mr. Burton, because this is the first time, ladies and gentlemen, first time in Thunder history that eight players were in double-digit scoring figures. Wow.
2: Historical night here in the peak.
1: A franchise with Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Serge Ibaka, and Daquan Cook. Never could do it. They couldn't do it. Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony—they couldn't either. They couldn't do it. Victor Oladipo, nope. But Lou Dort, Stephen Adams, <laughs> Danilo Gallinari, Shakeel Alexander, Chris Paul, Abdul Nader, oh, Nerlens Noel, and Dennis Schröder. Ah,
2: uh, who else? Goodness! What a dominant performance! This was really good. This was really good because a lot of different guys contributed, and that's what happened this past game too. And so, I mean, it's just. It's really cool to see this happening because I think this All-Star break was exactly what every single one of these guys needed. They needed a time to rest, to kind of rejuvenate, to revitalize, and now they're kicking ass out there. Am I allowed to say that on the radio? Uh, I don't know. You are now. Well, I already said it. Don't press the dump button. <laughs> this, is our, this,
1: this is our
3: show. We re- yeah,
2: make the rules. I already now. said it. So I'm going to
3: hover happen. over the dump button the rest of
1: the
2: yeah you,
3: the rest of the show. Share. Thanks, Madison.
2: Honestly, I'm excited though. Like, I get really amped up about games like this because Oklahoma City. They kind of like they're that team that does have a lot of talent, and people kind of know about like what they're capable of doing because they're they've been able to prove it throughout the season. But people are still very skeptical about them. And now they've come in, they beat the Nuggets. They come in, they beat the Spurs in very good fashion. Two very well put together games with good offense, good defense, smart basketball, and good coalition out there. And it looks like a team that people are like, wow, like this, these guys should be ranked a lot higher. They have a good opportunity in the playoffs coming up. Man, they're fun to watch.
1: Basically what you're saying is the Thunder wants Bama. Yes. The way they're playing, bring on Bama.
2: No, bring on LSU or something. No
1: fear. No fear in this Thunder team. No fear. Um, But, yeah, like, we already kind of said the name. We invoked the name of Lou Dort. So let's just go right ahead and jump into everybody's player of the game.
0: Now, the franchise Thunder player of the game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmund. First of all, shame on everybody sending out their cute little tweets during
1: the game about, Lou Dort hasn't missed a shot yet. Have (laughs) <laughs> Any of y'all watch sports? Don't
2: call it out. Yeah, don't say it. Don't ruin You're bring it. it to reality. Thankfully,
1: Lou Dort is just the greatest basketball player probably since lift. Kareem. <laughs> 15 points, perfect from the floor, 6 of 6, 2 of 2 from the three-point line. Did miss one free throw though, so not completely perfect. He was a plus 36. Let's go. <laughs> just incredible. And look, what is this? His 13th or 14th start. I, I Something it's, like it's that. Yeah. This is one of those things. 13 or th- 14 start. And remember, everybody, this is a player that doesn't practice with the Thunder. He's on a two way contract. Two way contract players are only able to play 45 days with their nba team so practice days count so the thunder are trying to stretch this out as mm-hmm. long as possible and yes lou dort is going to get a contract with the thunder at some point they would be silly to do so to not do so at this point but tonight this was a game that the thunder obviously needed to get the ball rolling uh, early on madison because we all know the first yeah. quarter against the spurs last week where the thunder only scored 14 points a lot of that was because they couldn't hit shots at the rim shagos alexander is getting downhill he was getting to the rim lou dort had that No pun intended. Thunderous dunk to just basically wake the entire crowd up. That was the entire theme of the game. They held it on through the rest of the game. So Lou Dort, player of the game for me. No,
2: absolutely. And I, I mean, before I kind of go into my player of the game, I'll just like piggyback for uh, Lou Dort for a second. This guy has been a guy that even if he doesn't score a lot in the starting rotation, he's still such a valuable player. And so yeah, I absolutely agree that he is going to earn that contract one day and it's going to be so worth it because he is just such a versatile player. He plays with a lot of confidence, a lot of energy, and we've been harping on that for weeks now, but I'm always going to back that up and just say that that's exactly what Thunder fans want to see in the starting rotation is a guy like Lou Dort because he goes out there, and when he does have games like this, they're so vital, and he does help the Thunder get to where they need to be. And so good for Lou Dort. My player of the game, however, is going to go to New Orleans, Noel, because oh. much like Lou Dort, he shot perfect from the floor tonight. He was 5 of 5, had 10 points. He had 5. Five blocks tonight, boys and boys. they were
1: all importance. They were all not They weren't weren't just flashy little, oh, I can get away with this. No, they were all a racing of points.
2: Yes, they were huge. And I really think that's what threw the Spurs kind of off because the Thunder, they were dominating in the paint. And the Spurs, they were really relying so heavily on that outside shot. And it wasn't falling. So anytime they did try to get into the paint, wall was just like, absolutely not. And so I thought every single play that he made, where he was able to block those shots, it was very crucial for them. It slowed down the Spurs' pace. It really kind of destroyed their confidence in a way, and that's why they were they took such a bad L tonight. And I really do think it was because of a lot of defensive plays. and Wall was behind the majority of them. Well, games.
1: I mean, historically between the Thunder and the Spurs, anytime the Thunder have had a shot-blocking rim protector, it's always negatively affected the Spurs. I mean, oh, sure. Go back to Serge Ibaka. Um, I mean the Spurs you know they've adapted to the times of course you know in the evolving NBA since you know Serge Ibaka was roaming the paint for Oklahoma City but they're still the Spurs they they still attack in the same philosophical way they like to get into the paint they like to get it down low they do and you got a guy in New Orleans, as well who He's a much different talent than Steven Adams. He's still primarily a defensive center.
2: Oh, for sure. But he's
1: an athletic guy, he's rangy, he's long and he can do he can bring that element to the game and whereas Steven Adams doesn't really rely on shot blocking, he mm-hmm. relies more on defensive positioning and just basically beating you before you even get uh, in position to take yeah. your shot. Nerlens Noel, however, uh, much flashier defender because, like you said, five blocks, but incredible. That did set. If Lou Dort set the tone offensively early on, New Orleans will certainly uh, set it defensively oh throughout gosh. the rest of the game.
2: No, for sure. Matt Burton. Talk to us about a good player that caught your eye tonight. Yeah, tell us
1: why it's Deontay Burton. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Or Mike
3: It's Niskayla. not going to be Deontay, even though he did hit a three. Um, no. I was talking my dad asked me who my uh, Thunder player of the game would be and I bet I, was I bet like, his was
1: Abdul Nader his was Abdul no
3: no. we both said kind of texted each other at the same time like everyone but yeah. I'm not going to do that but it is going to be Lou Dort I mean he was perfect tonight even though he missed a free throw but we'll let it pass because he didn't miss it all uh, during <laughs> the rest of the game plus 36 I mean this guy special shout out to Steven Adams too 21 points, 14 rebounds. I was about last to say. Last game, 19 points, 17 rebounds. This guy has been on an absolute tear. 10 offensive rebounds in the last two games.
2: Goodness. Uh, that,
3: that, um, that all-star break definitely has Steve looking fresh.
2: Yes. No, I completely agree. I know.
3: There's something in the water at Lake Hefner.
2: There is. Everyone go train your dog out at Hefner. Then you're going to become like this amazing basketball you're gonna player.
1: You're going to be a walking 20 and 10 guy. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, I was about to say. How dare we go through an entire player of the game segment and not mention Stephen Adams 21 and 14. Yes. Uh, eight of 12 from the floor. One steal. Five of six from the free throw line. So not only is he looking like the player that he looked like, oh, about, hmm, ma- like most of December, a lot of January, and then he kind of fell off a little bit. Uh, that player, in addition to being about an 18 and 12 guy, was hitting free throws at a career-high level. And now tonight, 5-6 of from the free throw line. The Thunder just had it rolling on all c- cylinders. In addition to all these fancy little numbers, the Thunder had three players in double, uh, with double-doubles tonight. That's the second time that that's happened Dang. this season. That was There's a Chris, lot of good stuff going on. I believe it was Chris Paul, Stephen Adams, and was it also Dennis Schre- No, it wasn't Dennis Schroeder. Who else was it?
2: That had a double-double.
1: SGA, Here's- Chris Paul, and... Steven Adams. Steven Adams. Boom. Boom! SGA finishes, of course, with 22 points. 13 boards, 4 assists. Matt. At that. Now, there is another update I want to get to. Matt Burton made me privy to it right before we went on air, but it's something that we all love, like whether you're a Thunder fan... Whether you are in the media covering the Thunder, you know about Michael uh, Michael Cage's Church League. So, Matt, I was, you <laughs> told me that there was a Church League update going.
3: Yes, yes. The uh, Church League update. It took 56 games, but <laughs> it's fine. we got one. He said really they're still ever- dominant, and uh, I must have been cheering too loudly or stepped away for a second because I did not hear it, but... Uh, shout out to Colt Pickens on Twitter. If you are listening to me, or if you are listening right now, shout out, good sir, for bringing it to my attention. Um, Colt also said that there was some satire in his voice. So maybe, maybe he's been seeing my tweets, guys.
2: Hey, maybe. You never know.
3: Yeah, he, he completely knows. He said, he, he, knows. he said, knows. his Church League still dominant? <laughs> so, guys, I thought he was just talking about it, or he wasn't talking about it because maybe they were struggling, you know. Maybe he didn't want to talk about it. Maybe he didn't want to, you know, air out his teammates on air. Maybe
2: no. he was trying to stay really humble. No. He's still
3: dominant. Release the tapes. Release the film
1: of this church league.
2: Yeah, I want to come to a game. Like, do they accept visitors?
1: Yeah, can we cover that?
2: We, we need to write a really. Can we get article. a credential?
1: Someone to Randy that. Heights and see if we can get this uh, sh- sh- screwed away.
2: Absolutely. Oh,
1: boy. I'll get it right on Just here. If you look at these numbers, if you look at the box score and you're a Thunder fan, obviously you're just going to go, whoa, your eyes are going to like go back and forth like a cartoon. You're going to have like a cartoon heart coming out of your chest and everything. <laughs> it's going to be, you know, if that actually happens, please go seek medical attention. Yes. But, uh, 57% from the field, Oklahoma City. 37% from the Spurs. It, it's Big yikes. Again, the Spurs have adapted to the times. They take more threes. Billy Donovan talked about that in game pregame where... I believe Eric Horn from The Athletic asked, like, is there a a difficulty in playing a team? Like, you're playing the NBA where everybody's, you know, either getting layups or taking three-pointers, and then you play the Spurs, and it's kind of like, I guess, on paper, it would be like in college football when you're playing the spread offenses every week, and then Army comes to town, and now you have to practice for the (laughs) the triple option. It's not that drastic, of course, uh, but the Spurs do like them some mid-range, especially when they have LaMarcus Aldridge, DeMar DeRozan, guys that just feast in the mid-range when they're hot. Mm Mm-hmm. Billy Donovan highlighted, well, they're they are taking a few more threes than normal, and they do have some weird lineups where their bigs that they have on the floor are actually better three-point shooters than the guards that they have. <clears throat> Demar Derozan, we're talking about you. <laughs> um, no, like they do present weird challenges, but tonight everyone's going to focus offensively and rightfully so for Oklahoma City. And a lot of it going into the game for me is just just finish better at the rim. Yeah, if they finish better at the rim, just a little bit last Sunday, the Thunder won that game. Yeah. They were just so awful. But tonight, to me, like, this game was won, which is defense. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, I have to give, like, a big shout out to um, Shea Gillis-Alexander because I remember watching him at the beginning of the year, and you could see the potential in him, like, in, in terms of a perimeter defender with his length, his athleticism, his stride, all that stuff. Tonight, he let nobody get in front get by him. Yeah. He was constantly in front of people and that is just that is so important mm-hmm. for Thunder fan. like I know it's not the the first thing you watch it's not the the exciting thing to to notice when you're watching basketball but just the next game Watch Shea Gilson Alexander chasing people around. That's going to be the face of your franchise, a guy that busts his ass on the defensive side of the floor, and that that's exciting.
2: No, it is exciting because I felt like the Thunder. They did, especially with Shea Gilson Alexander. They put the Spurs in such an awkward situation where they were they were taking really nasty shots. They were taking shots that weren't even drawn up very well because I think they were so reliant on that three shot because that's what helped them win that game a couple of weeks ago when they were here and embarrassed Oklahoma City because you had guys like Lamarcus Aldridge. Aldridge he went 0 of 5 from the three-point line tonight. Um, Patty Mills, 2 of 9. Rudy Gay, 1 of 5. And then Bellinelli was 3 of 7. They were desperate to find this shot tonight, guys. And I really think that... Yeah, it was kind of working for them at times, but, I mean, even Pop said before game, like, this is so crucial, and it's a detriment to teams if they cannot have different guys just shoot the three ball, and that's why uh, the Spurs have been so successful the past two road games they've been on, and they were kind of turning to that tonight, and I could see it with all the plays being drawn up for the Spurs. I mean, obviously, I don't know what was being said down there, but just the shot selection from San Antonio, I thought it was sloppy. I don't think they really thought it out too well, and they were relying too heavily on that three ball, and so... You know, you can't really do that, and so good for the Oklahoma City defense for putting them in that position, because if you're not going to be successful on that end, you're going to protect the paint, exactly what Stephen Adams, Nerlista Wells, Shea Alexander, they all did that, and they found success with it, so good for them.
1: Yeah, they kind of look like the 2016-17 Thunder, where Russell won the MVP, where everybody knew, like, all right, this is what the NBA is now, everyone's taking threes, Golden State's obviously, like, the king of doing that, mm-hmm. so I guess we've got to do it, too. So, hey, Damana Sabonis, go stand in the corner. Hey, Victor Lodipo, go stand in the corner. Just everybody, (laughs) like, everybody get out of the way. Let Russell do his thing, of course. Yeah. And we're all going to jack up threes. But, like, you were calling it in the first quarter. Like, what are they doing?
2: Yeah, I mean, I was watching this, and it was just, like, three. They they
1: played, Uh, like, a a desperate team that knew, like, our opponent is on tonight. The only way that we're going to be in the game in the fourth is if we just make a ton of shots.
2: Yeah, and I might be a little bit off on this, but I really want to say after the first quarter, the Spurs were, like, four of 12 from the three-point line, and the Thunder had maybe taken, like, three or four three-point shots because they they were trying to get inside the paint. But the Spurs, they were just jacking up complete and total garbage. And, I mean, like – Oklahoma City, they've seen this team do that as well, and so it's no stranger to the Thunder fan base, but obviously the Spurs were kind of on one tonight, and they were just, ugh, it was just disgusting to watch at times.
1: They had 10 days off. Like, their last game before the All-Star break was the Oklahoma City victory. They had 10 days off, and then they get a huge road victory in Utah. So, I mean, they were going to come back down to earth, and mm-hmm. fortunately the Thunder made me a profit because Friday night, Madison, I guarantee you that the Thunder would win this game. Yeah, that's but true. tonight's 28-point victory marks the Thunder's largest win over the Spurs, ever beating their 19 point margin back in 2016 my goodness that was back when kevin durant still played that was in march of 2016 that is per the oklahoma city thunder which is the team that we cover that is the team we cover it is the team that matt burton produces for the show that people cover yes it all comes full circle which time is a flat circle matt burton you are just the best producer. I just wanted to tell you that before we get to our next break. Thank Madison, you so much. Thank Madison you. Morris, always professional, always excellent at your coverage. Always great Appreciate to it. do this post-game show with. And then Flint Restaurant, the best restaurant possibly in the world.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: And then Colcord Hotel possibly the best hotel to be above my head.
2: There, I mean you're just spitting straight facts right now.
1: Yeah, and so it's kind of it's a little wet outside, so everybody please drive safe, but if you're like, ah, I want to let traffic kind of take care of itself. I'm going to get maybe go get a drink, maybe get some good food, come over to Flint, come say hi to us. Yeah,
2: it's Sunday night, why not? Start your week right.
1: Plenty of room. Plenty of room. Plenty. Come on over. But yes, the thunder do defeat the San Antonio Spurs 131-103. to Yikes. San Antonio head on home, but stick with us. You're stuck with us for another 30, 45 minutes. We will dive more into this. Talk to you who left tonight's game with lower back stiffness. Hamadou Diallo got some burn as well. We'll talk more about that. Matt Burton will take us around the association, but please stick with us at 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa.
0: Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder Post Game Show presented by totallytickets.com on 1077 the franchise and 1079 the franchise Tulsa. What a droll evening it is. It is quite droll. It's
2: very really rainy. Yeah, too
1: rainy. But rainy you- and cold. But, boy, did it not rain Spurs threes tonight. No, not even, it did not. Not even Patty Mills, who seems to hit about 102% of, of his threes against the <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder uh, career. Right. That's Those are career numbers, excuse me. I don't want to be too hyperbolic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, it was not falling for the Spurs tonight, unfortunately, if you're a San Antonio fan. But if you're a Thunder fan, boy, are you happy on a Sunday. evening. This is how you start your basketball week off, right, yes. with a 29-point thrashing of the San Antonio Spurs, the Thunder win 131-103. to 103. We've got three players with double-doubles tonight. Steven Adams, SGA, Chris Paul. That's the second time that's happened this season. We've got eight players in double-figure scoring. That's the first time in franchise history. Not 107.7 the franchise, but the Thunder's franchise. <laughs> oh, thank you for clarifying. Oh, my goodness. But, yes, that is Madison Morris. Matt Burton back in studio. I am Brady Trantham. We are live at Flint Restaurant beneath the Cold Court Hotel in downtown Oklahoma City where they take great, great care of us. Mm -hmm. And they will take good care of you if you are hungry, if you are thirsty, and um, if you are lonely. I'm sure they'll take care of you as well. There's plenty of room at the bar, and the bartenders, bartendresses are just fantastic people. They are.
2: They're nice people.
3: That they are. Matt Burton, have you ever been to Flint? I have, yes. I set up a remote there uh, one pregame evening. I I have uh, have not. I have not had the pleasure of eating, um, or taking in. uh, You only set.
1: You only set up a remote here.
3: Yes. Yes. That's. Um, I have never been there as a customer.
1: Hell, I can't even find my remote. Oh man. (laughs) No, uh, Matt. We need to get you. We need to build like a producer studio right there by the fireplace. We should right there, so Matt can like interact with us. I'd be okay with that. that.
2: I'd be okay with that. I miss miss seeing you guys' face. I know. Well, we miss
1: seeing your face, too. We'll probably see it on Tuesday. We will see you on Tuesday. The Thunder will be in action again Tuesday night, but away from Oklahoma City. They will. They will go to Chicago.
2: Chicago. Hey, the Thunder actually put this out, and uh, I tweeted it out, but I did not come up with this on my own, so please do not give me any kind of credit. But the Thunder did tweet out that if the Thunder can get that road victory in Chicago on Tuesday, that will be their ninth straight road victory, and that will be the first time they've ever had nine straight wins on the road in franchise history.
1: Guys, did they just jinx, them, jinx themselves? I hope I didn't. No, you didn't do anything. That's their fault. If they yes. if they drop a second consecutive game on the road to Chicago because they lost last year to Lori Markinon and uh, the
2: fighting Lori Markinons. Yes,
1: Jim Boylan didn't make them do all the push-ups after the game. Matt, did they just uh, did they just
2: jinx themselves? Yes,
3: yes, definitely. Oh,
1: oh my. dear. Oh, no. We shall
2: find out on Tuesday.
1: They are now riding a three-game winning streak. I almost said losing streak. The Thunder are on a three-game winning streak. They won their last game before the All-Star break on the road. Against, against Zion Williams, And New Orleans. And have now won two games in their homestand. In Oklahoma City. But let's stick with this game, everybody, before Matt Burton takes us around the association. Steven Adams, 21-14. and 14. Those are 2K numbers. Those are the numbers that everyone says. That's what Steven Adams can kind of give you on the high end of a 10-game mark. But he should be about an 18-12 and 12 guy. It's like, I, I get it. Um, a lot of the times it's just the Thunder's offense is not designed to just give him so many opportunities. But tonight, and especially the other night, Madison, where he had 19-17 and 17, uh, the opportunities that he's getting—he only had 12 shots tonight. He hit eight of them. His efficiency around the rim, and it was—it was cooking early. He hit—he yeah. gosh, he got somebody in the spin cycle. He got Lamarcus Aldridge with a hesitation left-handed hook shot. It was falling for him. It was Mm -hmm. falling for SGA at the rim. It fell for Lou Dor at the rim. It was just the Thunder's night tonight. You
2: know, absolutely. And especially for Steven, I want to say eight of those shots that he did make, I want to say at least six of them were just extremely athletic looking because he had, oh, he had that one move in the second half where um, he, like, Dished out a behind the back pass to Dennis Schroeder, and then Dennis lobbed it up for Steven and Steven had that one handed dunk just out of nowhere and that was, that was amazing. That was pretty much all Steven Adams did all night was just have these really incredible moments and he really fought for, um, like missed shots and put them back up. He even tipped one in at one point and it kind of looked like, oh, like, you know, this is going to be, um, an instance where the Thunder give up an offensive rebound. But no, Stephen Adams would just come out of nowhere and he would fight for it. And that's exactly what he's been doing coming out of the All-Star break. Yeah, it's only been two games, but he has looked the most athletic I've seen him look all season. And I'm not going to really, like, chalk it up to being on All-Star breaking and having some time down. But I really do think that he feels a lot better. He is playing very smart out there. He's having a good time. And he's even like, oh, my gosh, I don't even, it's just like little things. Like, he's getting in arguments with the refs and he is playing passionately. And so I really like where Steven Adams is right now. He's shooting the ball really well. He's fighting for it. He's making some good moves as a center player. And, uh, it was kind of something that Thunder fans didn't necessarily see a ton. Uh, not really like the beginning of the season, but in that like weird, awkward midpoint because it kind of, he was falling off a little bit. Wasn't exactly getting, uh, the, the amount of rebounds he should be getting. He was kind of like letting the ball just slip right through his hands. Wasn't exactly the Steven Adams that people wanted to see, but now all of that has kind of gone down the drain. He looks great.
1: Yeah, and a lot of that, I mean, Billy Donovan said it to us, you know, point blank that he at the time he was dealing with an ankle, and this was three or four weeks ago. So, right. like, it, it's officially now, like, a thing. It's a pattern. If Steven Adams is struggling for, you know, a, a period of time, he's probably hurt. And the way, like, that he plays. His size, his strength, everything—like he's just going to be a guy that he's never going to be able to really go through a season probably 100% healthy. Right. And because like he, he does that to himself as well, he—that's he, the way he wants to play. That's the way he can play. That's the way he needs to play. And so you're not going to really be able to avoid it. But man, when he is 100 or close to 100% healthy, that is a game-changing center. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the reasons—I mean, in, for tonight's victory. But he's one of the reasons why the Thunder are now. A season-high 13 games over 500. Look it's, out! It still amazes me. I know we've said it for about two months now that, man, I can't believe where the Thunder are, considering what we thought of them in the offseason back in July. We yeah. thought this team was going to be terrible. Now look at them. No. My goodness. Like, 35 and 22. I believe 34 and Something 20, like that, yeah, yeah. 34 and 22 on the year. Just incredible. But it uh, wasn't the only NBA game on tonight. I want to hear more Matt Burton because his voice, who man, it is a great voice.
0: <laughs> Burton, take us around the association. Let's go around the association for an NBA scoreboard update. Brought to you by Oklahoma Operation Lifesaver. You're so complimentary of my voice. I appreciate that. Well, I, mean,
3: I hate my voice. Oh, I feel like everyone. Oh, I feel like everyone hits their own voice. Stop. I yeah. do.
1: I do. I but, guess we just proved Matt Burton correct.
3: Anyways, the. Big rivalry in the NBA. The Lakers versus Celtics happened today. Uh, after some questionable officiating controversy, the Los Angeles Lakers get a home victory over the Celtics, one fourteen to one twelve. Jason Tatum had forty one tonight for the Celtics. Anthony Davis had thirty two and thirteen boards for to lead the way for the Lakers. The
1: real question now is: Is Boston ownership going to angry tweet about how this has been a officiating problem, not just this year, but for the last twenty years?
2: Like, no, we'll just leave that to Dallas to tweet about it. Yeah,
1: I guess they should um, protest this this loss. They should. That's the lesson, kids. If you lost and you're mad about it, get on Twitter. Get on Twitter.
2: Man, I wish I could have watched this game because uh, I got to see a little bit of the end of it. But then I like looked down for two seconds, and a bunch of like controversy went on, and then I missed it. And saw a
1: little bit of it on Derek Parker's phone at dinner. Yeah,
2: I was trying to watch that, and then yeah. Shout out
1: to Ryan Chapman, Christine Butterfield, and Derek Parker, who are currently in the arena getting us some good. Doing a great job and video of the Thunder players and Billy Donovan.
3: Next up, we're going to Denver. Um, the Nuggets took on the Timberwolves tonight. Nuggets get a win. 128-116. The Timberwolves were without D'Angelo Russell and uh, Carl Anthony Towns tonight. So, no Carl. So it was going to be uh going to be an uphill battle, anyways. Uh Nicole yeah, Jokic, 24.7 boards. Uh Paul Millsap, 25.7 boards. Uh just This game doesn't really do much for me. Minnesota's not not great, especially without Cat and uh, D'Angelo Russell.
1: I mean, for Denver, it's a good bounce-back game. I mean, if the Thunder lost a game to an elite team and then had Minnesota, we'd all say, "Uh, that's a good spot. Like You get back on track, and so Denver, they got back on track, hopefully. Uh,
3: This one, speaking of uh, staying staying on track, actually, the uh, Toronto Raptors tonight. Just completely dominated the Indiana Pacers. They win. they win at home 127 to 81. Ouch. To 81. DeMontis Sabonis so led bad. the way uh, with 14 points, 11 boards for the Pacers. Uh, Pascal Siakam had 21 points to lead the way for the Raptors. But yeah, the 46 point win at home.
2: That is disgusting. I mean, good for the Raptors because they're a dominant team and they're playing really good basketball right now. But oh my gosh, that's such a bad look for Indiana. Like come on! Even if you're on the road, no, no.
1: Canada lays waste to America once again.
3: (laughs) Yikes! Once again, Um, the the Thunder's next opponent gets a home win uh, in the windy city, Chicago. Finally, won again. Chicago beats the Washington Wizards 126 to 170 or to 117. Sorry, not 173. 170. That would be uh, amazing. Amazing. Um, Bradley Beal tonight had 53. Uh, in a losing effort. Zach Levine had 32. And Kobe White, uh, the rookie for the Bulls, had 33 to lead the way for Chicago.
2: because I saw this on Twitter that Scott Brooks is not a happy elf tonight. He called their performance soft, and he said this team right now is embarrassing.
1: Oh, man. Man,
2: shots are fired Scott out of old Scotty is... Brooks.
1: Poor Scott Brooks. Scott has Brooks, emotion
2: no, Showing I'm just emotion. I don't know. <laughs> the- hey, good for the Bulls, though. Sorry, Matt. I just oh, totally good. cut you off. But good for the Bulls. They were on a bad losing streak, like not having any kind of success whatsoever. I think players are really getting fed up there. And I know that I'm not supposed to be like taking the side of Chicago right now. But sometimes I see these teams that are on really bad streaks, and I'm like. Oh, I just want them to have a little bit of confidence, you know. Well, like, I mean, it's it's a get good, back in there. You don't
1: like you. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. I, if I'm a Thunder fan, I don't want my team playing a team on the no, road I mean, that's on a significant losing streak. There's just something well, yeah, nerve wracking about. I don't want to be that team that hey, gets them back on track.
2: Yeah, maybe it was a good thing they got this one tonight then, because maybe they can just fall now, right back off the ship.
1: Yeah, now you'll just actually play the Chicago Bulls. There you
3: go. <laughs> <laughs> Last two games are in progress. Uh, Golden State is taking on the Pelicans at home. Uh, just under nine minutes left in the third. The Warriors are up 60 to 59. Mm-hmm. I know everyone is worried. So Zion Williamson has 16 points, five rebounds. Nice. I know everyone them. was waiting for that. Yes. Um, and <laughs> the Pistons uh, are in Portland tonight taking on the Trailblazers. Just under seven minutes left in the second quarter, all tied up at 43. Did you guys see by chance the starting lineup for the Pistons tonight?
2: Uh, no. Who? It Please
3: was uh, Thon Maker, mm. Sekou Dumboya, Derek Rose, Tony Snell, and Svi Makai Luke. Mm. That is something of a starting five. <laughs> that is a, that was an NBA uh, starting five tonight. That is rich.
2: That is the Detroit Pistons for you folks.
3: And that but I love that was around the association.
2: Guys, coolest thing ever happened. So, I know you guys all saw my little Twitter thing about the oatmeal raisin cookies. And so, uh, the Portland Trailblazers tweeted out four photos of different players walking in. Um, and then, the <laughs> I'm sorry, with the Damian Lillard picture, which is too good not to use. So, I screenshotted it, blew it up a little bit, and it was just him looking very uh, happy and content with life. And I quote tweeted and said me thinking about oatmeal raisin cookies and the Trailblazers favorited it and like made my whole night. I was excited.
1: Yeah, Madison, you know. Like, that, that's a regrettable take that you have. It's not regrettable. Yes it is. It is not. Nobody likes oatmeal raisin cookies. I
2: will eat all of them then.
1: I'll take that back. They're fine, but They're again They're great. When there's a plate of them sitting on the table like like at a party or or at dinner tonight, I get extremely hunter, happy. You like you go to the t- you go to the t- plate you're like oh my god cookies i want i want them, i want them all right now right now and <laughs> then you take a bite thinking it's a chocolate chip cookie and the second that your mouth hits that cookie you know that it's been a lie this entire time yeah
2: but the you've thing, been, you've been deceived the thing with me it, though is that if it is an oatmeal raisin cookie i get 10 times more happier than i would have if it was a chocolate chip cookie because i love oatmeal raisin so i'm like hoping it's an oatmeal raisin cookie
3: Matt break this tie please um, oatmeal raisin will be the second to last person picked oh. on the playground. Um, <laughs> right in front of just wow. regular sugar cookies. Those are just basic and those are. Trash. Yeah, they have, they have nothing. So yeah, those are um, really inspired. Oatmeal raisin isn't even the best oatmeal cookie. Oatmeal chocolate what? chip.
2: No. Oatmeal chocolate
3: chip. Oh my goodness. No. Are you kidding?
2: Okay, I had a lot of people with that exact same take. I'm sorry, but I disagree. Like, I just if it's an oatmeal, I want there to be a raisin in there. It just adds to like the sweetness. If you put a chocolate chip in there, then I just want a chocolate chip cookie instead.
3: I'm not saying you're wrong. Like you can have your opinion, but You well, dang
2: right. There's already yeah. an angry
3: mob forming. <laughs> I bet they're coming to
1: <laughs> they're coming for you, Madison. Come get me. Oh no, yes. Everybody direct your uh distaste with Madison's favorite cookie on Twitter at Madison Morris. M A D Y S S O N Morris. Matt underscore Burton twenty-two. And then I am at ReadyDoes Sports. Which is pretty simple, I would assume. Let's fight about it. Well, okay. I mean, we can. We'll fight about it at break. Hopefully, we can uh, survive for the no, third no, segment. like but... I actually
2: want people to come fight me. Oh, oh my! Oh come my, on! Oh my goodness! Come on!
1: Rolling up your sleeves <laughs> on a Sunday evening. I'm
2: just kidding.
1: No, this is the Thunder first take post game show, which also doubles as what again?
2: Madison? This doubles as the OKC 82 podcast, which is the podcast that Brady and I created last season, and then we have carried it over to this season. It is completely free, and any time that we have the honor of doing the post game show, which will be pretty much for the remainder of the season congratulations you're stuck with us but anytime we do this uh, we do double it as our podcast which we do after every home and away thunder game and we're going to break down everything that this thunder game has to offer and it will be available on spotify uh, google play stitcher uh, anywhere you can find podcasts we always put it on our twitters as well and brady already read those handles off for you as well as um, at franchise okay which is our twitter handle for the franchise so you can listen to us
1: Yes, sponsored by
2: New Balance of Edmund.
1: Yes, and I'm rocking my New Balances tonight. But he is. Fortunately, it's a little wet outside. They're still clean. Look at that. And they will remain clean from now until the end of time. We've got a few more minutes before our next break, everybody. And so I want to touch on this, and then we'll get to it to the next segment a little bit deeper. Uh, Terrence Ferguson did leave the game, I believe, late third quarter. Um, with lower back stiffness. This is the second or third time this season that Terrence has left a game in the middle of a game. Honestly, he, the third. He only played nine minutes. Yeah, of course, the uh, The last time Terrence Ferguson left was the Miami Heat loss a few weeks ago, which led to him lo- missing the next ten games for personal issues. Um, I, I probably am going to err on the side of, no, this was actually an injury. Um, if he is out for another significant period of time, I'll be shocked, but Nine minutes, uninspired. 0 for two from the floor. Had a very, very unfortunate end of the quarter uh, moment where he got the he got the rebound. Tried to pass it out, but everybody was like already running the floor because mm-hmm. there was like three seconds left. So they just assumed Terrence was going to dribble and like take the midcourt right. shot. And so he awkwardly like held onto the ball and then dribbled and performed a half court heave and then ran right into a Spurs player and got the offensive foul. Now, okay. nothing came of it. The Spurs only had like .6 seconds left. They they didn't score at the buzzer or anything, but just unfortunate. And, yeah. you know, he, he leaves the game after, again, nine minutes. He leaves the game. Hamadou Diallo comes back in his stead, 14 minutes. And, look, I know Hamadou Diallo is a flawed basketball player. I know that there's a hitch in that jump shot. I know there's a lot of work that he needs to do, especially on the defensive end, to even be in the conversation of Terrence Ferguson, who can still get 20 to 25 minutes just on his defensive yeah, prowess alone. for sure. But Homie's out there for two damn seconds, and he, you know he's out there because he's cutting the basket and finishing dunks. He's stealing the basketball on an inbounds play and then dunking it on the Spurs. Like That energy thrives on this Thunder basketball yeah. team and we, Madison we talked about it on a Saturday morning on the Franchise Thunder Insider show about Terrence and I want to get into that in the third segment but I mean I don't know it's just unfortunate for Terrence
2: it really is and yeah like you said we'll go into more depth in the third segment coming up but I will just say right now it is unfortunate with um, Terrence Ferguson kind of leaving games and dealing with some personal issues dealing with some injury whatever his lower back stiffness is going to bring you know power to him we wish him the well of or we wish him well-being of course but you know yeah it's just unfortunate because I feel like this season has done no good for Terrence at all I mean he's maybe had like one or two kind of highlight games, but they just really haven't been much at all. And so it's kind of a shame because we've all seen his talent the past couple of years. This is his third season here in Oklahoma City, and he has made, you know, I guess not like progress this season, but from when he first set foot in Oklahoma City, and he's still a young guy, only at 21 years old. I really do want to see him like continue with the Thunder because I think he has a good chance to be something great here. But we talked about it a little bit on the Saturday morning show of players who might be better fitted somewhere else, better suited to play uh, the basketball that they are able to play somewhere else. And it might just be Ferg because I don't think it's working out very well for him here in Oklahoma City.
1: Yeah, we'll get into that in the next segment because it it's going to be important, not just for the rest of this season, because if Terrence, if he's able to come back healthy, if he's ever able to be this, the player that he was even last year, especially in the middle of the year where he's hitting like 42% of his three-pointers sure, yeah. and was a phenomenal player for that Thunder team, if he's ever going to be able to get to that point, like he's going he's gonna to still have guys like Hamadou Diallo, Abdul Nader, breathing down his neck to, for, to force Billy to get more playing time. But right. again, we'll, we'll get into that in the next segment. It, th- this should all be happy anyway. The Thunder did destroy San Antonio. They laid waste to San Antonio. Like, they did. Yeah, 131. To like It was like 1,000 to... 1,000
2: to 5. <laughs> yeah.
1: Matt Burton, write that down. It's the official score. No, you are listening to 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa. This is the Thunder First State Post Show. Matt Burton back in studio. Madison Morris, Brady Trantham, Flint Restaurant, Colcord Hotel, above us. It's a fun show. We've got one more segment. Stick with us at 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa.
0: Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder Post Game show presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. You need coolin'. Baby, I'm not foolin'.
1: The Thunder took the Spurs back to school tonight. And I'm pretty sure Popovich needs a whole lot of love after that thrashing. Oh my goodness.
2: Dang! I, I would not yet. want to be in that I room. I just ran
1: down a whole lot of love by Led Zeppelin. Thank you for playing <laughs> that, Matt Burton. You're so welcome. Of course. That is Matt Burton, the voice of, and that is Madison Morris. Hello. And, as you can all see as I point at her on your radio machine, I am Brady Trantham. This is the Thunder First Day Post Game Show. We are live at Flint Restaurant beneath the Cold Court Hotel in downtown Oklahoma City. Oh, God! We can see Chesapeake Energy Arena and its blue aura. Like, that's not fire, that's just the Thunder's offense. Still ablaze, my Still ablaze. 131-103. The largest defeat San Antonio has suffered to Oklahoma City since 2016, and even that was only a 19-point jaunt. Man, what a shame. man, man. There's so much from this game. we got three players with, for Oklahoma City. With double-doubles, Stephen Adams, 21 and 14, my goodness. Shane Gillis Alexander, 22 4 and 13, double my goodness. Chris Paul, one rebound shy of a triple double, 12 and 10 points and assists. Apparently, Chris Paul did say in the locker room, I saw this uh, from a video clip from our very own Derek Parker. Uh, somebody brought up the fact that he was a rebound shy. Chris Paul was like, yep, that's on Billy. You guys want me to be great? <laughs> Already,
2: Billy Donovan.
1: There is controversy in the Thunder locker room. Chris Paul is not able to be Chris Paul because Billy Donovan is like, no, nah, not
2: a team player. There's only
1: one Mr. Triple Double here. Yep, He's Billy like,
2: Donovan is not gonna let that. Everybody, pass.
1: everybody. By the way, we're just
2: kidding. Yeah, this is complete sarcasm.
1: This is all sarcasm. All
2: fun and games.
1: Matt Burton, this is the second time that someone's bid a point, an assist, or a rebound away from a triple double. That the other, the other time was the last game. Do you know
3: who it was? Do you remember? I do not remember. No. You produce all oh, these shows. I know. I know. Pick
2: me. I, pick me. I would me. guess
3: Shea just Alexander.
2: You are correct. You are correct. Very good guessing. Matt? Shea Alexander, what did he have? Like ten, nine, and 9?
1: Yeah, he had 10, 9, and 9.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Dang.
1: Good job, Madison. Thank you. I remember. Or maybe 11, 9, and
2: 9. Okay.
3: One oh. of those. Oh. Close enough.
1: Matt, <laughs> I, fine. I'm counting on you. I expect I know, you
3: to take extensive show notes. Yes, I know. I need to. I need to. I need Catalog. to. I, yes. I will. I uh, Listen to this back. You know, game film. <laughs> watch your game film, basically.
2: Yes. Watch your film tonight.
1: Oh, man. Well, the Spurs don't want to watch film of this one. This was ugly. This was really ugly. No, the Thunder, man, they outscored. Like, this game, the Thunder controlled it in the first half, but it was always kind of teetering on the, well, the Spurs can go on that run. And, in fact, the Spurs, they led by seven. They led by nine, like, midway through the second quarter. And then, all of a sudden, New orleans Dewell came in. Right. And then, all of a sudden, the Thunder went on a 16-0 run. Yep. And from that point on, the Thunder never looked back, and it bled over into the third quarter, which, you know, even at halftime, the Thunder had, like, a nine-point lead. I'm still thinking, okay, like, they got to pass the third quarter test, massive you have seen this team dominate first halves, and then it turns into a, a tight Tank. game because yes. of a third quarter uh, poor defensive effort. And, oh my goodness, 37-18, to the Thunder outscored the Spurs. It was over. Yeah,
2: no, it was definitely over because, like you said, in that second quarter, that's kind of when people were starting to think, how is this game going to be? Because the entire first quarter, it was neck and neck. Um... The Spurs kind of were getting their three shot there in the first quarter. Oklahoma City they were feeding the paint real well, so yeah, into twenty nine to twenty nine going into the second quarter, and that's when San Antonio at the very beginning of that they shot ahead by nine points, and it kind of was like, wow, you know, what's going to become of this game? Because San Antonio starting to look a little bit like they did before the All Star break, and I think Thunder fans were kind of like, wow, this team's really going to do this again, really no they were not because like Brady said they went on that 16-0 run they started shooting really well they were really utilizing every single guy that was coming off the bench every single guy that was on the floor it was it was a really good showing and they never looked back from there because I don't believe that San Antonio ever caught up again and it was kind of just like a hey this is a good opportunity to really uh, try some new things kind of test the boundaries a little bit for this Thunder offense, and that's exactly what they did. They had guys like Nerlens Noel or well flying out of nowhere, getting great lobs. They had Steven Adams performing some really ferocious dunks. Danilo Gallinari finally found his shot after starting 0-3 from the floor, and it was just kind of like wow, this team's really settling into what they need to do to be an explosive offensive team. And that's exactly what they did. So the Spurs, they just really didn't stand a chance against this Thunder offense tonight.
1: Yeah, it's the second victory in a row where the Thunder have won, despite the fact that Danilo Gallinari has been pretty much an offensive non-factor. Yeah. And the other night, he was pretty bad from the floor. He did finish with double digits points scoring anyway, but tonight he did the same thing, 12 points, but only on three of eight shooting. It's incredible because Danilo Gallinari is, I think, the second leading scorer or the third leading scorer for this team. Yeah, uh, he, he's averaging more points than uh, Chris Paul. I know for sure. I believe Chris Paul is fourth on the team, and scoring with about seventeen points per game. Um, the top three: SGA, Chris, SGA, Danilo Gallinari, Dennis True, They're actually only separated by a point, mm-hmm. like not not a full point, a decimal point. So yeah. 19.3, 19.2, 19.1. The balance scoring on this team is incredible. But the other highlight for tonight is going to be Lou Dort, and we talked about him in the player of the game segment, obviously. Fifteen points, perfect six for six from the field. It's going to segue us back into our previous topic, everybody. And Matt, I wanted because I know how Madison feels before we get into what we talked about on Saturday, which you also produce for on the Franchise Center Insider show, and that's with uh Jerry Ramsey, John Hamm, Madison, and me. Uh 10 a.m. till noon Saturday mornings for the most part. Please tune in if you're bored on a Saturday morning. We talked about it then. Maybe Terrence Ferguson is just better suited on a team that is constructed with a primary or even two primary scorers, ball yeah. handlers. Like We're talking about guys that score in, in north of 25 a game. So basically, when you have a Kevin Durant or a Russell Westbrook, an Andre Arbson makes sense. Andre Arbison, elite perimeter defender, yeah. but basically only does one job. Yeah. You defend. That is what you're on the floor for. You're over there to erase the Klay Thompson's, the James Harden's, That we play. When you have a Paul George and Russell Westbrook, a Terrence Ferguson makes a lot of sense. Terrence Terrence Ferguson, more capable offensively than Andre Roberson in terms of his shooting ability, of course. But you are out there primarily to defend. Mm -hmm. On this team, like that, like we just highlighted, that is just balanced offensively, and you're going to get your opportunities. If you can't make those opportunities count. I just don't see if that fit is there. And Matt, I was just curious how you felt about that.
3: No, I feel the exact same way. I do not see um, Terrence fitting into this team at all. And it's it's kind of been it's kind of been evident this season. It's kind of been, he has not played that, great this season. That's the sad thing. It's like I'm not
1: I'm not trying to dog on Terrence Ferguson at all. Like he, he's from Tulsa, he's a local same. kid, so every like we're all rooting for him to do well. And he may very well do well. But maybe on a Future-wise, the Thunder are going to have him. The Thunder think highly of him. I would be shocked if going into the offseason or even next year, if they decide to trade him or anything. I don't want to be too, like, jumping to conclusions here. But just hypothetically speaking, ideal-wise, I think Terrence Ferguson, what he's good at, I think he just makes sense, much more sense on a team like, say, a Milwaukee or a team like the Lakers, where you have your primary scores. And you just need role players to just plug and play. You do this job, you do this job. Terrence, go out there and go stop somebody. I I feel like he makes much more sense on a team like that.
2: Yeah, no, and I agree. And I really like what Terrence Ferguson has been able to do for this team over the past couple of seasons. But this season has just been so different because of who has come into the Oklahoma City organization. Like, you have great shooters now. This team has guys like uh, Shea and Danilo and Lou and uh, even guys like um, Abdul Nader and Hamadou Diallo when he can be on one. I mean, he shot three of five tonight. And so it's just... It's kind of weird for Terrence because he gets lost in the mix of all this, and it's such a shame because we all know he has talent. The Thunder fan base has seen the stuff that Terrence Ferguson is able to perform and what he is able to produce when he's given the right, uh, the right time to do it. But now I feel like this season has been so different for him. Obviously, like everyone's going to deal with different stuff. Terrence Ferguson, who knows if it's more of like a personal issue or anything like that. But I feel like he's just getting lost in this team right now because, yeah, when he is out there and he is defending well. That's great for the Thunder, but he's had performances where he picks up five fouls before it even gets to the fourth quarter. And so he's, you know, he's always been in foul trouble. He's just kind of, uh, I, I don't know, he's just not playing to the extent that I think they're expecting him to do anymore. And so right now he's just lost. He is not really contributing to this Thunder team the way that I think people want him to or the way that this team needs him to do it. And so it's just a shame. I wish the best for Terrence. I hope that maybe he can kind of find his plug one day, but I just don't think it's here in Oklahoma City anymore.
1: Yeah, and again. Let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Like he, he misses 10 games just before the All-Star break for personal reasons. It's going to take some time to get back into the flow of being a basketball player because when you're out for personal reasons, it's not like you're out for injury where you're still around the team, you're still in the training facility, you're still working on your conditioning if you can. You're you still in the
2: mindset. Yeah.
1: Terrence is obviously in a mind, in a place where he had to deal with other things off the floor, and then he came back to basketball. You can't just come back into basketball right. no matter how talented you are. Terrence sure. Ferguson, immensely talented in his own right. So it's going to take some time for Terrence to even get back to that point. But the way that Lou Dort is playing, and now even the way that Hamadou Diallo is playing, who hasn't played in three games? He hasn't played three games, yeah. and he still made a positive impact. And, yes, the game was pretty much decided by that point, but he's making plays that I don't think Terrence first could have made in a game that was over at that point. So, and, but Billy Donovan said this in the post game tonight, apparently he's going to be a really important guy going forward. That's Billy Donovan on Hamidou Diallo, a mm-hmm. guy who hasn't played in three games. Yeah. And look, Darius Bailey's still going to be out for the foreseeable future. So there's going to be opportunities. Maybe Billy Donovan knows that Terrence might not be able to go full strength the next game with that lower back stiffness that he left in the third quarter with tonight. But again, it's just—it it looks like other players are emerging around him, and unfortunately for Terrence, he's just not making the necessary jump that the Thunder wanted him to make.
3: And if, no. I, if I could cut in here, I'm sorry, yeah, real quick. Of course. No, um, with Ferguson, you saw it tonight. I mean, he comes in, the Thunder were but tied after the first quarter, and then they go down nine. He comes yeah, out. Went,
1: the Thunder went small, and the Spurs kind of ate that alive. Yeah,
3: and he he comes out, but I'm not saying it was it wasn't all him that, you know, made that happen, but. He comes out. The Thunder go on like a sixteen nothing run, and then just run away with it from there. I, I know he's been going through personal issues, and I, I'm rooting for the guy. Like you said, local local guys from Tulsa. Like I know he's going going through some things, but I mean I, it, Billy looks like he's playing him more to just try to get him some confidence. But I, I don't know with this team in contention for possibly winning a first round matchup for the first time since Kevin Durant left. I don't know if you can stop playing guys that are playing well. Like Diallo is playing well. Like Lou Dort. I don't think you can stop that. I don't think that you stop playing those guys just simply to get one guy uh, more confidence. I want, I want him to get more confidence and have some, take some confident shots. And uh, he, he he usually always plays good defense, but I just I I don't know with this team where it's at right now. I think it would be more beneficial to just say, hey, Lou Dort, Diallo. Uh, even Nader sometimes, you know, get in there.
2: I love it, Matt Burden, because I completely agree. I mean, like right now, this time in the, like the time of the season that they're in right now, you can't really mess up any kind of chemistry that they're forming out there. Because, yeah, I totally agree with what you said, Matt. I love the fact that they kind of want to keep Terrence involved in this. They want to see, like, what he's capable of. They want to kind of test the test the limits a little bit, like, push him out there, you know, see what he can do. But at the same time, it's like, wow, like, guys like Lou Jordan, even Hamadou Diallo, and whenever Baisley comes back, we'll see what that goes or, like, how that goes for this team. But it's kind of like, hey, this is working right now. Let's keep this going because they're making a serious or a serious run for the playoffs right now, and there's no need to mess that up.
1: Again... It should be a happy evening. The Thunder did win. Everybody's excited. So let's segue into the fact that the Thunder destroyed the Spurs and get into our final bit of the segment. Oh, that
3: Stat cat. All right. I'll count down this time. Three, <laughs> two, you, one. One, two, one.
0: What's new? What's
1: Man, well this one's really easy for me because I harped on it. I asked Billy Donovan about it I think three times, whether it was post game the last game that the Thunder lost to the Spurs at practice or today at pregame I asked him about it what was wrong with finishing at the rim against the Spurs team? And all he would talk about was just the link. Well, guess Mm -hmm. what? Every team in the NBA is long. Every single one of them. Like, there was just something off. Basically, the Thunder just didn't play well. That's, in my opinion, that's my opinion. I think that that's just probably the fact. But they were just going to have to finish well at the rim, finish well in the painted area, to just get a win over a team that they are better than. The Thunder are better than the Spurs. And the Thunder have beaten teams regularly that they were better than. Tonight, Points in the paint, Oklahoma City 74-42 for the Spurs. The Thunder did everything that they should have done in last Sunday's matchup. They got it done tonight.
2: Good stuff right there. Honestly, um, I was kind of going to talk a little bit about that too. So, pretty chilling watch. I'm so sorry. No, it's totally fine. I had a backup. And so, my stack cat of the night is the fact that Oklahoma City limited the Spurs to 11 of 38 shooting from the three point line. I highlighted this in the first segment a little bit, but guys like Lamarcus Aldridge, he was 0 of 5 from the three point line. Uh, Patty Mills, who absolutely destroyed the Thunder a couple of weeks ago from the three-point line. He was two of nine. Rudy Gay was one of five, and then Bellinelli was three of seven. I'm sorry, guys, but the Spurs took 38 three-pointers uh, tonight, and the Thunder took 22. This kind of goes back to exactly what Brady was talking about, about points in the paint. The Thunder really kept it in smart territory. They were really feeding the paint. They were using guys like uh, Steven Adams. Chris Paul was getting his shot right there. Even Shea to alexander he was able to be super crafty alongside uh, Dennis Schroeder. But, I mean, what I've been talking about pretty much this whole show, the Spurs were just taking really lousy shots from behind the arc because that's what they relied on, and then it shows in the box score because it was not successful.
3: Matt Burton! All right. Um, there's a lot of ways I could go He's here. He's probably uh, looking up another stat, kick we, because we picked both of his. Sorry. No, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can go. 74 points in the paint compared to their 42. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can go, but I'm going uh, 56. Fifty-six. That's, that's right, because that's how many games it took for Michael Cage to drop his <laughs> church league on the uh, great viewers of uh, Fox Sports Oklahoma. So thank, really you. thank you, thank you, Michael like Cage. One. Fifty-six yeah. games. Finally, you finally yep. did it. They are dominant. It, uh, he was not silent because they were struggling. He was silent. He didn't want to. He didn't want to rub it in people's face.
2: You can't silence him.
3: I get that. Yeah. Way to be humble.
1: It wasn't Russ, it wasn't Paul, it wasn't even Jeremy Grant. It was the Church League references that have been missing all yes, season. Yes,
2: I love that. Now
1: the circle is complete. Everything
2: makes sense.
1: Just like this post-game show is complete.
2: That was a good post-game show, folks. I would
1: say so. It's the, Again, it's the way you start off your basketball week with a thrashing of the San Antonio Spurs. Who doesn't like that? Oh, San Antonio fans, sorry. Greg Popovich. If you're, li- if you're listening, please, apologies, apologies. Drive safely back either home to Oklahoma City, wherever you live, or... Or to San Antonio, if you made the trip, please drive safely. Matt Burton, thank you so so much for the wonderful job that you do, and you always do, and will continue to do for us.
3: Thank you. Love you guys so much. oh You're we the best, love,
1: Matt. Oh, we love you too, Madison. What can I say? <laughs> I'm so, gonna get all choked up. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be great. Now nah, we still got work to do. Yeah, we do. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Thunder First Take post game show. Thank you to Flint. As always, thank you Big thank you to for the Colcord Hotel for being above us and protecting us from the drizzle rain <laughs> that is going on right now. But the Thunder defeat San Antonio once again for the last time this season. 131-103. to 103. They're 6th or 5th. No, they're about 6th in the Western Conference. But watch out, Houston. You better keep winning. But everybody, thank you so much for listening to points on the Franchise, 107.9. And Tulsa stick with us. We will be back Tuesday for pre-game against Chicago. No post-game, though, but we will be back Thursday at Flint for pre- and post-game against Sacktown. But, everybody, thank you so much for listening to 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa.